ever. <laughs> but really, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, so you guys, the journey of old Jane, it's coming to an end. The girl who made Lion Lioness podcast, she's not here anymore, boo. She doesn't live here anymore. She's gone. She did not get on the plane to Mexico, I will tell you that, but she still remembers everything that happened this summer, and I just wanted to have this one last episode with y'all to kind of wrap up <laughs> the story of my amazing summer um, and finish us off kind of in this segment because truly I am here at my house in Tulum and I'm here for the winter. I'm here for four months. I'm skipping winter for the first time in my life. I'm very excited about it. And I really feel like I have arrived at something. You know, all summer you guys have been with me and I hope you can feel into my heart right now like how much it means to me that you guys really were with me all summer. Everywhere I went, everywhere I've been going, um, and I haven't made a podcast in like a month because so much has been reorganizing itself, reorienting itself, and I'm finally settled in, and everything feels complete actually, you know? Like I did all the things that I said I was going to do, and now I'm spending the winter in Tulum, and now I'm here, you know? And we are relaunching a new podcast with a new name, and new guests, and new themes, and everything. It's all going to be coming up, but I'll talk more about that at the end of the show. The first thing that I want to just quickly talk about is that my next round of Sanctuary is starting in a week from now, from when you're listening to this, if you're listening to it the same day that I release it. Our next round of Sanctuary is starting in one week. So what is Sanctuary? It's my signature 14-week chakra healing program. It is a group coaching program and it is basically Everything that I have learned along the way, you guys, everything that I have learned along the way, and the way that I teach spiritual development and energy healing is actually through the lens of the seven chakras, not just from the Vedic perspective, but from the universal perspective. We find the wisdom of the chakras in every single tradition. Every tradition has some sort of system like this one. And once you really learn the chakras, and that's what I really want you to like tune into, how many guides, teachers, healers do you know that actually deeply understand the way that the wisdom of the chakras interacts with our energetic body daily? Like, I want you to be able to be like, oh my God, I'm having, this is a solar plexus problem. I got to go back into that work and figure out what I need to clear there. So many of you come to me to work with me saying, I want to see what my blockages are. I don't know what they are. And that's what's so amazing about Sanctuary is that we go chakra by chakra and we find out where are you deficient in these chakras? Where are you in excess in these chakras? Where does the work need to be done? Because essentially the chakras are these energetic systems that are spiraling inside of you. They're spiraling energy through your body, out the nadis, out the fingertips, out the toes, out the crown of the head. And we want them to be obviously spinning harmoniously. We don't want them to be too wide open. We don't want them to be closed shut. We want them to be in some sort of harmony with each other. And when you look up chakra healing, you're going to see a lot of visualizing rainbows in your body, which is amazing. You're going to see Reiki healers wanting you to visualize those rainbows in your body. You're going to see yoga classes and yoga practices and yoga postures to activate those different chakras in the body. But do you know what is actually happening in that energetic? 
Do you know what energetics are happening in the sacral chakra? Do you know how your ability to experience pleasure through your sacral is also perfectly, completely connected to your ability to make money in your career? Did you know that those are the same energetics? So when we start learning these things, this is what alignment means. This is when alignment happens. When we can start realizing, oh, the reason I'm not making any money in my career is because I'm not attuned to pleasure. Oh, I need to focus on pleasure as a way of receiving you know, are like, oh, the reason why my throat always feels locked up or my throat always feels so closed up is because of this one little thing that I have been hiding that isn't in full alignment or integrity with who I actually am. And I need to find the authority over myself to trust that it's okay to share this part of my truth. These little tiny things that we find along the way, the forgiveness practice, the vocal toning practice, the self-healing Reiki practice, all of these things that I am teaching you are creating a sense of energy mastery in your body that you will come back to again and again and again. I am constantly doing this work. I'm constantly studying more. Right now, I'm in a place in my life where I'm like, how much more grounded can I get? What, what else can I do to feel even more grounded and safe? And what I'm realizing is that I'm as about as grounded as I could be, and I really need to start working my way up, up into the sacral again into the pleasure, into the creativity, into the flow, into the sexuality. Because perhaps then I will create more of that grounded safety that I'm craving through the sacral. So we keep working our way up, 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 up. So many of us are living in our higher chakras and we actually need to focus on grounding. A lot of us are way too grounded in our root chakras, way too kaphic. And we actually need to pull that energy upward and kind of open the third eye, open the throat, open the crown a little bit. So it's fun in a group setting because we get to support each other along the journey. The girls that are more grounded get to help the girls that are more spiritual, you know? And the girls that have healed their hearts get to help the girls who have not. Mm, it's so delicious. And seeing the group come together, I was just talking to such a gorgeous girl who's joining us last night. And she is just like, has this abundance of energy flowing through her. And she's just so ready to step into her role as healer. But like, first she's got to heal her own energy, you know? She's got to start managing her own energy so that she can become a really embodied guide and healer. So whether you're just on the spiritual path, getting curious about spiritual development, healing, all of these things that I offer, or you're a coach, you're a guide, you're a yoga teacher, you're a healer, but you, you want to be more embodied in these tools, in this wisdom, this is the perfect program for you. We spend two weeks in each chakra. The first week we're going to focus on just learning about the chakra, the wisdom of the chakra, the survival archetype that is within each chakra, the excesses, the deficiencies, the healing practices, all that good stuff. We're going to go into belief work. I'm actually recording you guys um, affirmations with Hertz music over them so that for each chapter you're going to have uh, hypnotherapy that you can listen to every single morning when you wake up like we are doing like a full energetic reboot through the sanctuary program and we go one chakra at a time so then in the second week once you've got all of the information then I give you an embodiment practice an embodiment practice so the first thing I'm going to teach you guys is of course my self reiki healing practice because that's a really really grounding practice to help you connect with your body um, and then like for the sacral for example I've got guest coach Lindsay Darger who is a sex coach she's going to come in and give you the sex education you've never had she's going to teach you all about 
about pleasure and orgasms. And then I've got other guest coaches for each of these chapters who have more expertise in these fields. But of course, you're gonna get embodiment practices from me for each chapter. And the crazy thing is, you guys are gonna get all the stuff that I have made for Sanctuary in the last three years. So the first grounding video that I ever made three years ago with my long hair when I was working at Snowbird, you're gonna get that. And then you're also gonna get the grounding affirmations audio that I just made today, three years later. So you're getting just such a vast amount of goodness here. We have four spots left and I want you to know that I'm offering payment plans for this. So the cheapest, easiest, most accessible way to get into Sanctuary with us is to do a 12-month payment plan that's $188 a month. And here's something that I just keep on asking. You know, a lot of you I'm noticing are taking time off right now. A lot of you are really wanting to redirect yourselves, redirect your life. Um, maybe you're working in a really chill job right now. Maybe you're working in a job that you hate, but you're in this interesting in-between phase. And a lot of you are telling me this, you know, in my DMs and in my messages. And I'm asking you like, so what are you doing to use this time to grow? If we take time off, and we're not doing much and you know maybe you're like I don't have a lot of money right now I'm not working a lot all of these things I'm feeling like a lot of us are at this interesting standstill this kind of impasse and for those of you who are feeling that I would ask you what are you doing to invest in this time that you have because you're not gonna get this time back and so many of you are like yeah another time I'm gonna get into this work but not now why not now you know like, do you want to let another season, another year pass you by before you start doing this work? Or do you want to take this time that you have right now, this free time, this inspiration, even the risk, you know, that it takes to jump into a program like this with both feet? What if now is the most amazing and perfect time to do it? During the pandemic, I didn't know what I was supposed to do with myself. And all I did was focus on learning to read the Akashic Records, mastering the Akashic Records, and building the Sanctuary program. And I'm so glad that I spent so much of that free time that I had deep in my healing because then, you know, here I am, here I am, you know, running my business full-time. Sanctuary has been just the most incredible, transformative program that I could have ever offered. And I'm just going to keep offering it because it keeps changing with me. So, you know, right now, you guys, I'm, I'm, I've just finished writing my whole grounding lock lecture because I re-channel everything every time I launch the program again. And it's just amazing because I am more grounded right now than I have ever been in my life. And it feels so good to teach grounding from this place. Mm. So... If you feel like the 188 a month is a yes for you and you're like, I can do that. I can absolutely do that. I want to get in there. Come on in. Send me a message. I'll put the links to apply in the show notes here. But you can just send me a message. Send me a DM. Whatever is the easiest way for you to get a hold of me. And we'll get you in. And we'll get started next week. We'll have two class times. So you don't have to worry about fitting it into your schedule. We'll have two class times. And one of them will fit into your schedule. That is the idea. And for those of you who are already in the group, I hope you are ready for the magic that we are about to make. Okay, let's just take a breath in. <sighs> so... 
I left off flying home from London. And I think I might have mentioned to you guys I made an amazing friend on the flight home from London. I usually don't chat that much with people on planes, but this man, he and I were like so meant to be. <laughs> we were so meant to have a little chat. And it was interesting because we both had these ex-partners who were pushing us away and not loving us the way we're supposed to be loved. And our stories were so similar. We were like meant to spend like a big chunk of that flight sipping our cocktails, venting to each other about our relationships and supporting each other and it was just kind of such a beautiful he was American and um I was like thank you for restoring my faith in American men you could have been straight he wasn't straight he could have been straight and restored more faith but I'll take what I can get you know he was just such a delight especially because when I landed my phone did not work and I definitely don't need to get into the drama of why my phone didn't work, but my phone didn't work and it was really, really stressful because I didn't have a phone landing in the United States and I thought that I would. So that really muddied up a lot of my time, um, a lot of unexpected stress. But what I'm learning about being an independent woman and being on your own 24 seven and having nobody to call, which isn't true, right? But like the only person that you can really count on is yourself. I keep saying this phrase out loud, like I can carry my own bags. I can carry my own bags. Not only am I carrying my 28 inch suitcase everywhere, 100 pounds of luggage everywhere I go, but also the shit that I have to take care of, I can take care of it. And that's something that I've been really embodying this summer is like, okay, my phone doesn't work. I'm going to take care of this. I have to take care of this. I don't have a choice. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do what I got to do. And the, the kind of stressful part about that was that I landed for like a couple of days and then I got back on the plane to go to Portland. And oh my God, on my way to Portland, my phone still didn't work. Even though I had gotten a new SIM card and everything, like nothing was working, you guys. The universe was just like really, really fucking me dirty. And um, I was stressed. I was stressed going to Portland, you guys. I was like, why did I buy this ticket? I have spent so much money on this trip. I just want to be back in Colorado at my best friend's house relaxing. What the hell am I doing? And... First thing I did when I got to Portland was take an Uber to T-Mobile and I walked in and there was like five gay girls in there and I was like, oh my god, I'm home. And this is something I miss so much about Oregon. <laughs> Just the give, the giving of a fuck that these girls had for me, you know? I was like, my phone won't work. I'm about to have a meltdown. I literally had my suitcases with me, you know? Like, I had my luggage with me and they were explaining to me what was wrong with my phone and... I was like, <laughs> I was like, y'all, this is a lot of lesbian drama. I'll be honest, this is a lot of lesbian drama you're about to deal with. And they were like, we're here for it, Jane. And we are not going to let you leave this place until we have a new phone for you. And I just felt so loved and so cared for. And I left there with a brand new iPhone 5. That works. And a new phone number out of Durango, Colorado. So I'm no longer Jane of 801, which is actually really sad. Um, my phone number does not start with 801 anymore. So we might need to change the handle. We'll see what happens there. We're playing around with a couple of, with a couple of new names. But anywho, moving on, I left that T-Mobile like, we're ready, boo. We're ready to face the world now, let's do this. And I had a big date that night. 
I did. I had a date night that night, and I wrote about it on my blog if you guys want to go check it out. Um, it was definitely personal. It was definitely um, someone I needed to see. Someone that I needed to see and get another chance with, honestly, to ask her out on a date and treat her the way she deserved to be treated and love her in the way that I felt like she deserved to be loved as a way of making up for some really shitty mistakes that I have made in the past. I've been on such a gorgeous journey this summer of really stepping into my masculine energy. And the masculine owns his mistakes, you know, and the masculine makes it right. And the masculine is devoted to making sure that the feminine feels safe and respected and seen and cared for and loved and protected and while I did not want this person to be my girlfriend I wanted her to feel that way with me I needed that I needed her to know that she's safe with me and that I loved her and that I do still love her um, I didn't go to Portland for that reason at all um, but when I decided to go to Portland and I um, you know, connected with her and I knew she would be there, obviously. I thought, huh, am I going to take, do I want to take this opportunity to right or wrong? And I did. And it was the best decision. Like this summer has just been best decision after best decision after best decision. I don't know if she's listening to this, but I had so much fun with her. And I felt like I got to have my best friend back. And I got to also explore the boundaries of friendship and push them and explore something in between there. Uh, it feels like time for me to come out again because for so long I have been um, identifying as monogamous and in this moment in my life I feel so far from a monogamous person and this is something I, would def I will definitely be talking about more on the podcast is practicing polyamory and the way that I've been experiencing it. This date was kind of my first step in that direction. Also just massively healing, just massively healing. <sighs> and then the next day from that fresh, excited, awakened energy of, you know, healing my younger self who was so, so, so wounded and, and hurt people so badly, feeling that energetic in my inner child healed, um, I had the best time at this concert, you guys. I know you guys heard me talk about this concert so much. There's a musician called Maru, and she is a Portuguese singer, and I've been in love with her music for years. Um, she's someone who really made me fall in love with the Portuguese language, actually, and I know every single song she's ever created. And uh, I flew to Portland just to see her play at the Douglas Fir Lounge in this tiny show. And oh my God, it was the best show I've ever been to. It was the best show I've ever been to. It was the best show I've ever been to. I was so nervous because while I'm super chill with Oregon um, and even Portland, like I just like don't, I haven't spent a lot of time just like by myself in Portland, you know? I'm always with people. And so just like getting the Uber to the show and going to Douglas Fir alone and sitting at the bar by myself and like ordering a drink and some tacos and I'm sitting there and I'm looking around and I'm like, there's nobody here. Like, is anyone coming to this show? And then a guy comes and sits next to me and orders a drink and he's like, you here for the show? And I'm like, yeah, I am. Are you? And he's like, yeah, I live nearby. And uh, the, the artist sounded good enough, so I thought I would come, and I was like, oh my god, she's amazing, like, you have no idea what you're in for, and we bonded, and we chatted, and he was really cool, and um, it was really nice to just immediately make a friend, again, with a man, and then we head downstairs to where the show was, and there was, like, nobody down there, and I was like, 
oh my god where is all the people I had bought a couple of tickets just because that's who I am I knew that she wouldn't sell a lot of tickets so I wanted to buy a couple um they were really cheap <laughs> support your musicians when they're touring um, because yeah, I think she was only at like 60% capacity, but I was happy about it. The show hadn't even gotten close to starting yet. There's this cute girl just sitting right next to me by herself. And I looked at her and I was just like, do you come to shows often alone? And she was like, oh yeah, I love to. She's like, but I'll be honest, my friend's coming. I'm not really here alone. And I was like, dude, but that's so cool. I love going to shows alone. And then the guy that we were with, he was like, I always come to shows alone. And we were like, it's not the same. You're a dude. Like you don't, it's not special if you come to a show alone but you know girls who go to shows alone are cool and that girl and I start talking and she spent the summer in Portugal too I was like what and we just had so much in common and I was so glad that I just started chatting with her because she was amazing and that whole night I was acting like I lived in Portland and I wasn't sure why I just thought I would try on that look <laughs> I'm I'm I feel I feel like such a local when I'm in Oregon and I was at one point, you know, and right now I'm not a local anywhere. And so whenever people say like, where are you from? I feel like a different answer comes out of my mouth every time. Anyways, then her friend joined and I had like this small group of friends before the show even started. I had already like made all these friends that I had connected with and we all bought drinks and everything. And then the opener starts her show and she's amazing. And I'm just watching, you know, I'm in the very back watching everything, observing everything. And then I see Maro in the audience, you guys. I see her. I see her in the audience. And I'm like, people are just walking past her. Nobody's noticing. Nobody's saying anything to her. And I'm like, I might be the only one in here who even is obs as obsessed with her as I am. And I just, I was like, this is your chance. And I just walked over to her. And the whole time I'm thinking in Portuguese what I'm going to say to her. And I get closer to her and I realize it's definitely her. And I just lean close to her and I say, are you Maro? And she looks at me and she's like, yeah. And no words could come out of me. Not English, not Portuguese, not Spanish. I just covered my mouth and was like, I love your music so much. <laughs> like I literally, my heart started pounding. I am so in love with this woman. And I wished, I get so starstruck and it sucks because I just never want to seem like that weird crazy fan. But I just wanted her to know how much her music meant to me. Like her music has healed my heart in so many ways. In so many ways. I know all of her songs. I have translated most of her Portuguese songs and ruined them by translating them to English. And I was like, fuck. I just I just get so starstruck you guys. I couldn't I couldn't even speak Portuguese to her, which I think she would have appreciated considering she was in a foreign country. Anyways, then I walk back to my little friend group and they're like, "Where did you just go?" And I was like, "You guys, I just met Mato." And they were like, "No way." I was like, "You guys, I just met her." And I was so shy and I just couldn't even. I couldn't even. Um, but then you guys, she came on stage and she played and she was just incredible. Like she was just so captivating. She was she, it was her, her guitar. She played a Taylor Big Baby, I'm pretty sure. Same guitar as me. Um, gorgeous drummer. She had a piano player with her. We were all like crushing on the drummer. We were like, "Wait a minute, who's this drummer?" And she was just so charming on stage. 
stage. Oh my God. I was just like, her stage presence was incredible. And she was getting the whole audience to sing her songs. She was teaching us her songs. I knew all of her songs. So I was fine to help carry the tune. And about towards the end of maybe like her last four songs, my friend that was there that I met, she grabbed me and she was like, we got to get you to the front girl. And she pulled me to the front of the stage, which I would never do. Like the front of the crowd, right in front of Maru, where... I could just be closer to her and she played her last song the song she's really famous for right now um she played it at eurovision and got an award for it it's called saudade saudade i'm sorry let me say that like a portuguese girl saudade saudade it's such a beautiful song it's truly one of the most beautiful songs ever written all of her music is and there's one verse in portuguese and it's actually like not very easy to sing like i think even if you speak portuguese it's like a hard verse to say and everyone's singing along so loud to all the music and then it gets to that portuguese verse and i'm like still singing and she looks right at me and i was like oh god and then my friend looked at me and was like did you see that and i was like she noticed me like she 100 knows who i am and then the show ended and the girls were like do you want to come out to the bars with us we're gonna go drinking and i was like fuck that sounds so fun but like i had client calls first thing the next morning and i had to get on a plane back to colorado the next day and i was like y'all i don't even really live here like i am traveling for the rest of the year like catch me in mexico and um the girl asked me for my number and i don't know if she was doing it in a flirty way or what but for the first time in so long the guy that was hanging out with us he didn't hit on me at all for a second and a girl asked me for my phone number whether it was friendly or not like you guys i never have been hit on by a girl ever and that's okay with me i don't like to be pursued i like to do the pursuing but i still get hit on by men all the time and so i left there like portland i love you like Portland, I love you. I had the best time. Every Uber driver I had was so sweet. The Airbnb was one of my favorite Airbnbs I've ever gotten. I mean, the one I'm in right now tops every Airbnb I've ever had, but the one I had in Portland was so perfect for me. God, I just left there feeling so high, feeling so amazing, feeling so blissed out, just like one of the best nights ever going out by myself. And then I had posted in my story a shit ton that day, as I always do, and I get back to my place and I'm looking at my stories and I realize that Maro has watched all of my stories. Why? Because I tagged her in a couple of them. So she watched them, which is fine. But in some of them, I said things like, going to see my future wife. She doesn't even know who I am, but I'm in love with her. Like just being such a fucking creep. I'm so embarrassed for myself. And like, I still am. Like I still have these moments where I'm like, would you prefer that she doesn't know who you are? I don't know. Now she has an impression of me and I don't know what that is. And I don't know why in my crazy magical brain, I think that I've got a chance with this girl. Like she's like nominated for like six Grammys right now, you guys. Like I don't think I ever have a chance with her. <laughs> but what she keeps on reminding me is if I wanna be with somebody who has mastered a craft the way that she has, I need to focus on mastering my craft. Like that's what I'm so attracted to, right? So thank you Maro for teaching 
asking me that. <laughs> Anyways, so I left Portland. Literally, I like go back to the airport and I am just floating on a fucking cloud. I am literally as happy as I can be. Like the amount of massive healing that I had happened to my body that weekend was crazy. And then I got to go spend like a week and a half just chilling in Fort Collins, Colorado with my very best friend, Ashley, who I've known since I was six. Every breakup I've ever gone through, Ashley and her husband take me in. Their guest bedroom is basically like my bedroom. Their little baby is my niece and she is literally everything to me. Like so much joy so much joy. I can't believe that my friends made a little tiny baby. She's so fucking amazing. So that grounding was so good for me to be with my best friend, to be with my family, to hang out with a baby all day. You know, Ashley's cooking and, and taking care of things and I'm kind of playing second wifey trying to help her take care of things and we're doing yoga every day and I'm planning the sanctuary launch and I'm just just like feeling so grateful to be grounded and the seasons are changing and I'm just getting to kind of experience a little bit of that Colorado life and feel a little bit like I'm at home. You know, Colorado is not far from Utah. The vibe is very similar. I rented a car and drove out to Denver to visit my cousins and see my aunt and uncle and have dinner with all them. And um, it was all just very grounding. You know, grounding is when you feel like you belong in your country. It's when you feel like you belong in your land. It's when you feel like you belong in your family and your friends and just being in that familiarity of the mountains, of the Rocky Mountains and being with my friends and my family and um, that belonging it's just it's irreplaceable that feeling of groundedness it's so 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 important and then before I knew it we were getting packed up again I had to get up at 3 a.m. to take a shuttle to the Denver airport which is all of the things that you think it is spooky as fuck and fly to San Diego and I didn't quite know what awaited me in San Diego because I got there a couple days early for the retreat and what was so interesting about being hired and flown out by Maddie is that I didn't know that my sister was going to need me so desperately the day that I flew in. I We couldn't have planned for this. And that is what's so cool about this whole journey that I've been on is that like um, I asked my sister to pick me up at the airport. She was in a lot of grief. Her dog had passed away like a week earlier and she was about to move into a new apartment. And she was a little bit like, what the fuck? I can't handle anything. And I was like, Jane's here. Big sister's here. We got this. And I spent two days getting her cleaned up and moved out of her apartment and into her new place. And I was like, this is why I came early and I was just like so grateful I was like Maddie everything is working out so perfectly I can't believe this like I needed to be here for these two days to help my sister and then I got to spend time with Maddie and our assistant Ashley and I got to meet so many friends IRL my good friend Sabi came to get dinner with us in San Diego and then before we knew it y'all the fruition girls were flooding in mm, I also got to teach the Awaken Masterclass I'm gonna link that masterclass in the notes in case you missed it. It was so good, you guys. I have never felt so in flow teaching before. I've never felt like I was such a clear channel for the wisdom that wanted to come through. And you know why I think it was? That was my first time teaching a masterclass like that, being out of my relationship and being just in my own energy and having all day to cultivate my energy and having no resistance and you know being in a household that supported the fact that I had a masterclass that day. 
And I just, y'all, I have just been so amazed at how it feels to be single and how it feels to be uninfluenced by someone else's energy. And you know what I realized yesterday? I am so much nicer to myself when I am alone. And I'm not saying it's the people that are around me are shitty. I'm saying the person that I spent the last four years with on a deep, deep down level truly had me believing that I wasn't good enough. And I was always so hard on myself. I was so rigid. I was so rigid. Oh my God. I was never enough. I could never be happy happy with myself. I felt like there was always so much resistant energy and now I'm just like in this flow and I just hate to be that person but like if your ex doesn't make you feel good about yourself, fucking dump them. Moving on. So let's talk about fruition. I need to take another drink. Water. Drinking water. Not that it would matter if I was drinking something else. I haven't had a drink in so long. Not that that matters again. <laughs> But we are going to have an episode pretty soon about sober curiosity. So if you have any questions about that, send them my way. So fruition. Where do I even begin with fruition, you guys? Like, first of all, shout out to Maddie Maple for holding such a crazy fucking vision and then manifesting it. Leave it to her. Um, But you guys, you know, she invited me to just be the yoga instructor and like be on her team and like help her out. And I was like, you got this, babe. I'm there. And we spent all day setting up the house. It was so lush. She got like custom pink silk robes for everyone. We had beautiful little champagne flutes, like gift bags for everyone. It was just a L-U-X luxury retreat in this gorgeous mansion in San Diego. It was actually the same mansion where they filmed the real world San Diego back in the day. So if you need a visual, there it is for you. Good old party mansion that was really more Pacific Beach, less La Jolla, let's be real. The first day we got everything set up. All the girls came in. All the girls were there. All the girls were just falling crazy in love with each other. And I was exhausted. And I went to our gorgeous master suite and I passed out. And while I was passing out, I was hearing all of the girls laughing so hard and talking and just connecting and falling in love with each other and having so much fun and I kept on thinking to myself you're just here to facilitate you're not a part of that and that was interesting because the next morning I got up 7 a.m on the rooftop we had yoga I did my thing I taught my yoga I had my influence whatever we had breakfast we had our kind of opening ceremony our open session our open meeting and as soon as we had open time I was just like watching all the girls hang out and connect with each other and I was just like wow all of my outsider wounds are being so triggered right now I am an outsider um everyone kept talking about like this is like a big sleepover and then I was like sleepover triggers I'm remembering how uncomfortable it was to be the only gay girl in the room and at the sleepovers with the cheerleaders and the dancers and really not wanting anyone to think that I was doing anything gay and being so afraid and I was just like wow this otherness wound is is here and then I kept on um validating it by saying well yeah you're the instructor you're not a guest here you're not like in this Jane so you know what I did I was like well my baby sister is about five minutes away and I haven't gotten to visit her yet and I really miss her and all her friends so I'm gonna leave and I straight up left the retreat and drove to my sister's house and felt so much more comfortable just being there with her, talking with her friends. It was interesting because I actually think I needed to do that to feel the connection with girls that like I know I can have. What was different?
different about these alpha phi girls. You know, literally, literally, there was no difference between these alpha phi girls at UCSD that I went to kick it with, that I felt comfortable with because they already knew me, already loved me, already know everything about me, versus these 16 new girls who didn't really know me. And I was, I was in, I was in a really weirdly triggered, uncomfortable spot. And I was like, I just want to be with my baby sister. This is hard. Why is this so hard? I didn't know that I wasn't expecting this challenge to come up for myself. And even Maddie texted me and was like, babe, spend as much time as you want with your sister. Like, I know how much it means to you to be near them and like come back whenever you're ready. And I was like, nah, -uh -uh. there is a cacao ceremony happening with Kehlani at three and I am not missing that. And I just knew, I just knew like you need to be there. You need to show up for that and you need to show up for this retreat. And so as hard as it was to pull myself away from my family, I was like, see ya, gotta get back to work. And I got there with just enough time to settle in to the space for the cacao ceremony. And um, beautiful Kehlani came to facilitate for us. And as someone who is always the facilitator, especially in terms of Reiki and sound healing, I was so excited to have a local coming to facilitate for us because I really needed that yo I really needed that and again I wrote about this on my blog in case you wanted to check that out so I'll put the link to my blog in the show notes if you want to read kind of more of the internal dialogue that was happening here but you know basically we were eye gazing we were um I'm like what else were we doing we were sharing we were I don't even remember what we were doing I just remember we we're going through the workshop and I am like going through the motions and I am just like trying to feel I'm just like trying to feel connected and girls are like crying from eye gazing at each other and like having these deep experiences and I'm just like desperate to feel something the cacao gets passed around and I just sit and I'm just praying with my cacao and I'm just setting my prayers and my reiki I love to like bless the cacao and really give it a pure charge and I really spent time with it holding it like please just like asking the substance to really help me connect and I drink about half of it I'm super sensitive to cacao so I was like let's go easy on it and Kehlani guided us through some journaling prompts and I'm literally like doop 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 journaling 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 doop 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 and what I realized you guys is that all of my intentions every time we sat down to make intentions from the first meeting until that point was I'm here to work. I'm here to be the best instructor. I'm here to crack open your hearts. I'm here to share love. I'm here to blah, 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 blah. Do the work that I'm here to do in the world. And I was like, I'm so fucking sick of talking about my work and being so focused on my work. Why are all of my dreams about my work? And even as I'm like remembering that feeling I can feel this like this like bubbling pain coming up inside of me and every time I'm writing down these desires for more business more clients more money all that bullshit it feels like I'm covering up the deep desire that I have to be fucking loved you guys like I don't mean to shit on my last relationship because it had so much love but I felt like she fell out of love with me a year ago and that was really really hard to witness and it was really really hard to open my eyes to and I still want love you guys like I still want a love that matches the love that I have to give that is as deep as the love that I am here to offer and as I'm 
journaling, I'm feeling this desire like gushing up from inside of me and my heart starts pounding and I feel my eyes start welling up and I'm like, oh my God, I, I just I just want love. Like I just want love. Like I just want to date. I just want to like meet people. I just want like people who love me. And it felt so vulnerable and it felt so scary. And then we start going around the circle to share our intentions. And I am feeling like my heart is pounding so hard. This cacao has got me all kinds of fucked up. Like I am connected I am in there. I am listening to everything these girls are sharing and I am feeling so tuned in to this network all of a sudden and this deep love that's available for me in this group and I'm the last in the circle and my heart is pounding and I am like, I'm going to completely fall apart when it gets to me and it got to me and literally I probably ugly cried and couldn't even get my words out. I was like, I just want love. I just want love. And I was so afraid to admit this deep desire for just finding love because A, I feel like I'm still healing, you know, but I've been single for six months. Like, I think it's okay for me to be like, I'm ready to date again. I'm ready for love, you know? And also I was so afraid that if I said it out loud, I would manifest it so quickly, but I had to be brave because I felt ready and my heart was open. And in that moment of declaring that I was ready, the universe heard me. And as I wrote on my blog, there was someone in that circle who felt my message and was like, I want to give you that love. But she didn't say that immediately. It didn't happen exactly that way. So, you know, it's like, that's where the boundary is of like how much of this story that I want to share because like that, that, that cacao ceremony cracked me open. And after that ceremony, I felt so connected to everybody. I didn't feel ashamed anymore. I didn't feel scared anymore. I didn't feel like anyone was looking at me as this weird outsider lesbian anymore because I realized there's like a bunch of gay girls here. <laughs> Once I really tuned in everyone's energy, I was like, oh my god, we're all the same. And before I knew it, I was like playing pool with all the lesbians and just like having such a fun night. Like everything just felt so effortless after that. I wasn't in my head anymore. I was feeling like I truly belonged and that's what this grounding stuff is the feeling that you truly belong makes you feel so safe and connected and it makes life completely different when you really feel that embodiment when you're really grounded into that it was just such a beautiful beautiful first day and then of course I got to wake up the next day and teach yoga again on the rooftop with a beautiful view of the ocean during the sunrise and I just couldn't have been more grateful for all of that you know and um the next day was really fun because it was microdose day at the beach so i spent most of the morning like getting the beach set up which i mean didn't go as smoothly as i thought it would but 16 girls 16 17 i don't know how many total circling up on the beach to take a microdose you guys I don't even know what kind of story to tell you about it but there was again in that moment all morning I was like okay Jane remember you're the facilitator maybe you shouldn't dose up maybe you should only take a little bit remember you're on the outside and then I was like what no no one asked you to facilitate this Maddie knows what she's doing and also you should dive the fuck in with them like why not dive in with them instead of keep yourself on the outside and be this fucking perfect little molly over here and be like oh I'm not gonna microdose because I just want to be this perfect person like the 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 facade of who Jane of 801 is needed to go and maybe that's why I had to lose my 801 phone number because Jane of 801 I think she's dead y'all I think she's dead because Jane of 801 was this like perfect person 
She was a perfectionist. She was a perfect Buddhist. She was a perfect girlfriend. She was a perfect spiritual healer. She never did anything wrong. She had perfect self-control. She was so disciplined. And when she wasn't disciplined, she beat the shit out of herself. And she had this weird complex, this weird karma complex, where if I'm not perfect, I'm not going to have good karma and I'm not going to have good life. And it was just such a deep place that I found myself in this weekend. I was like, what the fuck is happening to me? So I ate the whole fucking microdose because your girl has been microdosing all summer and I know she can handle it. And I just dissolved into the container of these women, into this space. And it was so fun to be the observer of these girls. There are girls digging in the sand. There are girls floating the fuck out to sea. <laughs> there are girls, oh my God, playing their guitars and singing and finding that flow. Like, we are all just hanging out. We're eating fruit. We're in the sand. We're um, at the cove in La Jolla, and it's just, like, my favorite place to be. And I'm just so happy. And there's this girl there, and I'm observing her in her field. And she is holding the most warm and safe and secure masculine energy for everybody, for all the girls in this field. She is, like, grounded, rooted, sitting there observing everybody. And I can feel this deep feeling around her holding everyone making sure that everybody's safe and this person I was observing I was just like they're they were with us she was with us she was part of the group I was like this is very attractive this person this person's energy feels amazing and man that's when I really started feeling the trip coming on I was like I don't want to be in a bikini right now I walked back to my car I had my car oh my god having your car having a car I loved having my car um I knew I had some sweatpants and a hoodie in my trunk so I walked back to my trunk to like get my shit together and like refocus myself because I was just like what is happening what is happening these girls you guys like if you're listening like that was seriously seriously like the cacao ceremony was one thing but microdosing at the beach was another thing like the deep joy and kindredness and just like childlike play that I felt with you guys was just unlike anything I've ever experienced and then constantly feeling the energy of this one person just like keeping everyone safe and being the one who was always doing that and realizing I don't need to because someone else's was like so attractive. <laughs> and so then eventually everyone wanted to go home and getting everybody home was a fun journey in and of itself. But we got everybody home and I built a fire and we sat by the fire and you guys, something happened in that portal. Something happened in that fire. For those of you who were there, like I know you felt it. Like we just all went into this space with each other, this energy, this depth that I can't even explain and it was during that fire that this person I was sitting next to this person that I was observing that I was feeling into I was like okay I'm feeling this energy we gotta talk about this like the amount of love that I was feeling for all of these girls oh my god I've just never felt a sisterhood like this I just fell in love with all of you so deeply and I also was feeling myself fall so hard for one of you specifically and that was fucking gnarly not expected not expected at all so the next day was a trip for me the next day was a big old mind fuck for me because of Jane and her professional boundaries and her rules and her rigidity and the standards that she holds herself to was really fucking me up, y'all. 
It really was. Maddie and I hosted our workshop, Make It Mine, which is one of my favorite things to host with her. And afterwards, I was so fucking high on energy. I was like, Mads, we gotta talk. And here's what I love about my best friend, Maddie. She already knew exactly what was on my mind. And you know what she said? You need to let your life get a little bit messy sometimes, Jane. And that was really what I needed to hear. I am so done being perfect all the time. I'm so over it. I'm so over it. And it's like after this weekend, I am on a call with my eating disorder coach and I'm telling her about everything that happened. And she's like, interesting how much this relates to your situations with food. You are so rigid. You hold yourself to such high standards. You are so hard on yourself. When are you going to let the fuck go and just let life get messy and just fall in love and just not care what the consequences are and just let people see you that way? let people see you like there was this moment the best part about like being that one of my favorite parts when we all got back and everyone's kind of on their trip and food's ready and there's the half of the girls that are like food and then there's the half of the girls that are like uh, food uh. I was the half of the girls that was like food and we're all sitting on the ground like eating our food and we are laughing so fucking hard. I don't know why we are, but we are laughing so hard. Tears are streaming out of my eyes nonstop. And one of my favorite clients is sitting right next to me. Tears streaming as well. We're laughing so hard. We are dying. And I think to myself for a moment, is it okay? Is this okay that I am this unhinged right now? That I am high on mushrooms, laughing so fucking hard, eating salad with my hands, sitting on the floor, with all these other girls that are high, laughing our asses off, I cannot stop crying, sitting next to one of my clients who's been working with me for a year now. And I go, is this okay? And then I'm like, yeah, I think this is okay. I think everybody is consenting to this right now. And that moment was when I realized the authentic self that really wanted to be alive in that moment, that really wanted to say, yeah, I'm just Jane. I'm not perfect. I'm silly. I'm messy. I have all these qualities about myself that I don't love, but I'm going to try to love them and make them not wrong. And that moment, oh, sitting with you, Jenny, my girl, laughing my fucking ass off. I mean, everybody was there, but like sharing that with you guys, all of you who are there, all of you who let me be Jane, the energy coach and the yoga instructor and the Buddhist practitioner who takes herself very seriously, who also gets to be so silly and so vulnerable and cry and be messy and be flirty and maybe even do some naughty things. <laughs> I felt so much permission from this group and you guys, like I woke up that last morning to teach, sitting on the roof on my yoga mat by myself being like, whoa, I had no idea that this is what was going to happen. I had no idea that this is what was going to happen. I dissolved so many layers of inauthenticity, you guys, seriously. And because of that, I got to express my true feelings for this person. Not that I wouldn't have, and that's what I want you guys to know, is that when I have a feeling towards someone, I speak on it as soon as I possibly can. The second I was alone with her, I said, do you feel this? Because I'm feeling this. And we have to be so clear about how we're feeling with people. We can't live in that gray area. I needed to know that what I was feeling was real, and it was real, but I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't been brave enough to be clear about it. And so, I left that retreat like, fuck, you know, damn, I'm going to Mexico now. 
And part of Maddie's truth was to not come to Mexico during that time. And it had nothing to do with us. <laughs> Everything to do with her need for being grounded, you know? We're all just trying to find that groundedness, yo. And for her, going to Tulum was not the grounding place to be after a week like that. And for me, going to Tulum alone was like exactly what I needed. To keep with the energetic clarity, as soon as I landed in Tulum, I voice messaged all the girls at Fruition and I was like, y'all, I have to be crystal fucking clear about what happened this weekend. I fell in love with all of you, but I really fell in love with one of you. And I don't want any of it to seem shady or weird or like I wasn't upfront about it. I want to be so upfront about how I feel about this person. And because of that, I felt even more connected with all of these girls. Oh my God. Getting to work on y'all's energy in real life getting to teach you yoga every day, getting to have those little side conversations, getting to feel into your fields and see what you needed. Just what a gift and literally the amount of gratitude that I have for Maddie <laughs> that I know all of you share. Like fruition was one of the greatest experiences of my life, easily without a doubt. And I've done a lot of shit like that, but that was something else. And I am here in Tulum now all by myself feeling feeling like myself for the first time you guys feeling like i know who i am i like who i am i am loved for who i am i have found someone who makes me feel loved in a way that i did not even know existed i am finding someone who sees polyamory in the way that i do i am seeing how supported and divinely cared for i am by this universe i got this tattoo done by athena this third eye to remind me that like i might have a plan I might have a plan. I might say, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to do, do this. But I have no idea what that plan has in store for me. And that's when I just surrender all of my greatest trust, all of the greatest creativity, all of the greatest bliss, all of the magic that could happen. I just offer it all up to the universe, all up to Guru Rinpoche, all of to the dakas and the dakinis that are protecting me and guiding me because they know what's up. I don't. I don't know what's up. All I'm doing is listening to my desires that are pushing me forward. And I got to Tulum. I'm staying in truly one of the most beautiful villas I could have ever imagined. I am way the fuck out in the jungle. I bought a motorbike yesterday so that I am not fucking stranded out here on my own. I ate shit off the motorbike already. My blood has kissed the earth of Tulum. And my Portuguese is shifting quite haphazardly <laughs> into Spanish. And I'm settling in here. And Tulum is teaching me, you gonna carry your bags, boo? Tulum is definitely not the easiest place I've been to. Mm -mm. Tulum really asks you if you're tough enough to do this. Are you tough enough to live here? Because if you are, you're gonna have a ma an amazing time. You gotta be tough enough to live here. And that's what I've been learning. You're gonna take care of yourself. You're gonna get all that shit taken care of so that you can live here because the peace that I feel here, the groundedness that I feel here, oh my God. I have been cultivating, feeling this way for 10 years, you guys. And I'm here in this villa sitting here going, I think I fucking arrived. I think I've arrived. All the things that I have been working towards, all the things that I have been manifesting, all the things on my vision board, all the things that I wanted, it's just here. And I'm just here. And I feel so deeply grateful. Life is so much more beautiful than you can ever imagine. What life has in store for you, if you're open to it, if you're willing to follow it, if you're willing to be brave enough and get out of those situations that you know aren't aligned with you and just say fuck it and jump, the net that catches you is gonna be the fucking juiciest, most delicious, magical net you could have ever imagined. 
And right now, like the day that I've just had, the week that I've had here, you guys, I am on another fucking planet right now. I feel amazing. And I don't want this to be just for me. I want this to be for everyone. I want to share this with all of you in any way that I can. So like the first way I can share this with you is my my new podcast that's coming out. So I want to share the name of it with you so that you can all feel into it when I launch it. The new podcast is going to be called Spiritually Queer. My content is going to be way more focused on queer life, on spiritual living, and all of the things that intersect that. So we're going to have all kinds of amazing guests that are specifically on those subjects. So if there's anyone that you want to hear about, anything that you want to hear about, anyone that you want to hear from on my show, let me know. And that will be out very, very soon, hopefully by next week. And then of course, second, I am teaching live asana yoga classes from here in Tulum, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 9 a.m. Central Time. So that's 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. So if you ever want to drop into one of my live classes for free, you are more than welcome to to always message me and I'll send you the link. But if you want the on-demand access to the infinite libraries that I have in Sunrise, it's only $60 a month. So um, you can message me and I will send you the link for that and I'll leave it in the show notes if you want to join us for a winter in Sunrise Yoga live streaming here with me from Tulum. I'm going to make so much content while I'm here. I can't wait. And I'm always taking requests. So if you become a student, send me a request and I can promise I'll make you that video within the week. And then of course I have Sanctuary. And you guys, I have four spots left. So like, I don't know what four of you are listening that are meant to finish up this group for us, but everything that got me to where I am right now is contained inside of Sanctuary. It's all there. There's nothing that I've done that I haven't taught you guys openly already. There's really nothing going on here that created this life for me other than what I practice and preach in Sanctuary, which is all rooted in ancient Tibetan Buddhist teachings. So I'm really excited about Sanctuary. I just finished making you guys your first morning hypnosis guided affirmation so instead of waking up in the morning and scrolling on your phone i want you to wake up in the morning and put on headphones to start rewiring your neural pathways to make you believe and feel and embody that you are more grounded and that you are more safe and that you do belong and we're going to do that for each chakra that's kind of the new spin i'm giving you guys for this round is that you're going to get these morning hypnosises to listen to every day for each chapter. So I'm really excited about that. But as I mentioned, everything that I've created for Sanctuary in the past three years is going to be in the program. It's all there. So you guys are going to have endless amounts of things to play with and you're going to have lifetime access to it. So don't worry, it's not going to disappear after 14 weeks. You're always going to be able to come back to it. I also have a VIP option. There's a couple of those left. I still have space in my schedule for them. So basically you would get to do the whole sanctuary group coaching and then add three one-on-one sessions with me to really cultivate your own energy to do whatever it is you want to do with me, Reiki energy healing, coaching, um, Akashic Records readings, any of that that you want to go deeper into. And like I said, the basic payment plan, the cheapest way to join us is $188 a month for 12 months. If you think that that's something that feels good to you, that you could do, I want it to feel a little bit, ooh, I want it to feel like it's a challenge. You know, somebody said to me, oh, I never do stuff online, like I'll never show up. And I said, that's why we charge so much so that you will show up, so that you will get your money's worth. I want it to feel like a challenge for you because when you put that kind of money into something, you're gonna make sure you get every ounce of it back. 
tenfold. And that's what we're there to work on. In the sacral chakra, we get into money, we get into finances, and I help you get seriously clear around that stuff if that's something that you're needing help with. Okay, so if you have any other questions about sanctuary, about joining us there, please let me know. Thank you so much for just being a part of my journey this summer, you guys. I have cried, I have broken down, I have relapsed, I have let things get messy, I have made some mistakes this summer, I have had to have some difficult conversations, I have done things that I was gonna say I'm not proud of, but like I am proud of because I'm proud of myself for letting the fuck go. One of my clients, Jenny, Jenny, I fucking love you. I can't wait for you to start coaching other people because we got onto our call this week and she knew that I was, you know, was really in my head about all the things that happened at fruition. And she said, Jane, the standard that you are holding yourself to is killing you. And I was like, I can't believe one of my clients just handed me that ass whooping wisdom. She was right. So I'm going to start being proud of myself when I'm messy. I'm going to start being proud of myself when I crash my scooter or when I I keep on ordering delivery because I just don't want to cook yet or because I'm just not adjusting yet or because I'm just want to sleep in a little bit longer or whatever it is. I'm learning that when I'm on my own, I'm so gentle and kind to myself and I want to pass that on to all of you. So to leave you with this very last lioness episode, where can you be more gentle with yourself? Where can you be more gentle and kind with yourself? And also, is there someone in your life that is preventing you from being as kind and gentle with yourself as you possibly can? Is there someone whose voice or whose energy is creating resistance to your own inner well-being? Because that is the fucking realization that I have been having these days, babes, is that I was really living in a lot of resistance for the last year. And now I'm free and I'm flowing and I am literally, I've never been this happy, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your energy and your space and your love. Check out all the fun ways that we can play in the show notes, the Awaken Masterclass, Sunrise Yoga, Sanctuary, all these things. Keep your eyes out for the launch of Spiritually Queer and um, let me know what kind of guests you would like to see on the new show. And thank you so much for being a part of this lioness journey. We are not going anywhere. Really nothing is going to change. Um, but Jane of 801 is dead, y'all. She dead. And the bikini in the bikini has arrived. (laughs) Okay. I'll see you all next time. I love you so much. Bye-bye.